and a mouse keep running, running, and 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 welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 116. Though, this is going to be a bit of a spotlight episode where it's going to be me talking about Punisher Kill Crew number five, doing some mail, and then me and Brandon will be back on Monday night for the full show. Uh, So this is going to be just a little bit, almost like the old weekday show, though it's on the weekend, and then the weekday show tomorrow will be more like the weekend show, and it all twists and turns, and I don't understand what's going on here. But I think that from now on, the process that we're going to do, and you should trust the process, is that we are going to have two shows again each week, and we are going to have a weekday show that for now will probably be just me, but it'll end up being me and Double Aaron. Talking about two books, two or three books, we'll see how that goes, including possibly some of the X books. And then me and Brandon will be doing the weekend show, though I say that during football season, it probably would be a better idea for us to try to do that on Monday night. We'll figure it out. But two shows a week. I like to have consistency in my life and in my oatmeal. So that's why I'm doing this show tonight, so that when people get up on Monday morning and they go to look that there is a show, even though it's going to be a smaller one, like I said, I'm going to consider this more of a spotlight. Uh, But at least then when you tune in and listen to this, you know what the heck is going on. You can tell that we just didn't ditch people. And I hate when, you know, you hear podcasts take weeks off or whatever and say, Life got in the way, life problems, things like that. I like to think that I don't have a life, so how could it get in the way? But yeah, so this is episode 116 plus. As we go, I like to skew the numbers that we can have two episodes a week. Then we'll be up to episode 200 in no time at all, the next big milestone. Uh, So what we're going to do now is we're going to start with, uh, well, actually, I'll start with the idea of telling you where you can find us. I see I'm all a jumble by myself. You can find us over on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we follow you. You can talk to me. I'll talk to you. See how it works. It goes back and forth and forth and back. You can also go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where you can see all of our reviews for books even that aren't on the show. I mean, we try to do almost every book each and every week. So you can go and see the opinions there. Like I said, it's weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. You can also go to our Patreon account, where that is patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you will get more and more reviews and different shows as well. Not just current books, but shows with past books, shows with the events from the past. That's something I do over there. Also, we have sales, solicits, podcast news, all of that jazz. Uh, This past week, picked by the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew, and they picked two books each week for us to talk about. This week, they ended up picking The Amazing Mary Jane number two and Deadpool number one, the beginning of that series. So if you want to hear that, go over to patreon.com slash weird science and check it out. You can check out and see all of 
the different shows that we have Marvel Comics, DC Comics, Indie Comics, stuff that isn't even comics related. So I hope that you would like that. But I'm going to jump right into the spotlight book, and that is Punisher Kill Crew number five. And it's a series that I I wish that got a lot more attention. I've had some fun with this. I'm having just as much fun with this as, say, a Cosmic Ghost Rider, a book that came out you know, way back when we first started this podcast. And it's one of those things where I am not a huge Punisher fan. And it's more of not having much history with him. And in my mind, coming over to Marvel, it's a character that I thought, well, that's not a character for me, you know, ultra violent, stuff like that. Uh, I and and gritty storytelling. I, I like to have fun. I like to have, you know, almost the younger characters is why one of the reasons why I thought Marvel was going to be the place to be for me. Um, but I found that these different takes of Punisher where they end up like the Cosmic Ghost Rider or this Punisher Kill Crow, where they kind of get him out of his element. Uh, obviously, you're always going to keep pretty much the M.O. of Punisher in this. The M.O. is you mess with somebody's family. Punisher is going to come and mess with you So you still have that basis Of Punisher but I like when he gets Out of his element and the Humor starts to Rise a little that's what I like Here's what they have as the intro of this. In the fall of the War of the Realms, Frank Castle, known by many as the Punisher, was on a mission of vengeance for the war orphans whose families were killed by monsters. And for Frank Jones, a father who lost his family to the frost giant Kasekla, which I always have problems saying. Frank's mission took him across the realms in a war van pulled by Thor's goat, Tooth Grinder. Along the way, he formed an unlikely team consisting of New York lawyer Foggy Nelson, the unstoppable juggernaut, and the Black Knight. With their help, Frank hunted down the monsters on his list until only Kasekla remained. But the battle with Kasekla went south, and now Frank, the Juggernaut, and the Black Knight are in danger with Foggy as their only hope, almost with another Star Wars reference, because there has been a bunch of Star Wars Easter eggs in this, thanks mainly to uh, Juan Ferreira's art. And it is written by Ger- Jerry Dugan, art by Juan Ferreira, letters by VCs Corey Pettit. And like I said, this has been... Not tongue-in-cheek, I mean, it's been ultra-violent, but just the idea of having Frank Castle, Foggy Nelson, Black Knight, and Juggernaut as a team is hilarious, and you're not going to get that sort of team, especially if you're like me who read a lot of DC comics, you're not going to get any sort of book like this. I do think that the Marvel is willing to throw out these five-issue minis uh, a lot more than say a DC. DC likes to do these 12 issue maxi series. So you're not going to try to have that much, you know, almost like a, let's have some goofy fun. We'll throw it out for a couple issues, see if it catches things like that. When, when you have a 12 issue, like you have at DC really in love with, you can't do that for 12. You got to have more of a, you know, something that they think is more worthwhile, but sometimes you get these five issues that are worthwhile. And I think this one was, and it had a bunch of things fighting against it when it first came out. We got at the end of the War of the Realms, kind of had this come out later, you know, a month later. And I thought, well, I, I really don't need any more War of the Realms. We all were avalanche with all those books, you know, and maybe it's one of those where, ah, this is a little too late, a little too much. 
Uh, what it did have going for it, though, is Juan Ferreira and his art, which I am a huge fanboy. Again, I will not apologize for that. I never will. I love his art, and I think that it's one of those that it's getting better and better, if that's possible, each and everything that I see. And I do think that that's the case here as well. But at the end of issue four, we saw that Kasikla, even though he is the main target at the end, and he's kind of a little messed up, almost looks like a little Two-Face there, or a Jonah Hex, if you're a DC fan, uh, half of his face is all ripped apart, is what I'm saying here. Uh, He ended up kind of winning the day so far. And like it said in that little blurb, the only one left free is Foggy. Foggy is the only one that can really save the kill crew as the starts you see Casicla using his uh, ice breath i'd like to think that it's just bad breath uh, it probably is a combo i'm telling you that ice is nothing that i would end up scraping and and drinking or putting in a drink it's probably disgusting ends up using this magic frost giant ice to end up putting juggernaut in a position that he is no longer unstoppable all that he even makes the joke with it but freezes him to the ground picks up black knight leaves his sword behind and takes it and through the narration you have the punisher war journal saying you know what i i, I chased down the big dumb blue ice giant Kasekla halfway across the galaxy i don't usually work with others but i did and look what happened juggernaut is down uh, Black Knight's sword helped us breach the vault, but he's down too. And Foggy Nelson, I don't know where he is. He's probably gone and run away because throughout this, I wouldn't say that Foggy has been necessarily been, you know, kind of a coward the whole time. He has, but he's more of the idea of like, I don't belong here. I got to get the heck out. I'm out of my element. I mean, it is Foggy Nelson. This is not, you know, Captain America here who's like, I want to get the heck out of here. And it's foggy. He is running. He really is running. He says as he gets into the van, uh, hey, let's go off to uh, Asgard. And then he's like, wait a minute. I heard Asgard's in the sun. No, we can't go there. Oh, and then he realizes because you have the navigator up there with tooth grinder pulling the van. And he says, navigator, you know what? I can't just leave them. Shoot, let's go back. I, I have to turn this around and go back. You have the navigators like, uh, I hate you people. But as they turn, they're in the middle of an asteroid field, and Foggy gets the idea. He's like, Moy, I have an idea. Again, is this a little more of a Star Wars reference, the asteroid field? I don't know, but I'd like to think so, especially as Foggy is still dressed up as a headband version of Han Solo, which if you know Eric Shea, who used to be on this podcast at the very beginning, that's pretty much his look every day. Less Han Solo, but still headband. He'd love to look like Han Solo. So you end up where Foggy turns around, goes back, and back there with Kasekla. He is pretty much starting to roast uh, all the characters. You know, he has Black Knight and Frank Punisher there just over a pit. He's singing to himself, I'm sure. Again, not a great singing voice, but who knows? Uh, with you have the juggernaut trying to break free. And he's like, you know, so much for uh, unstoppable, the stupid ice. And then he sees the big giant splash deal of Foggy showing up. Now, 
Foggy is going to be so crazed to get this going. He has actually jumped out of the van. He's riding Tooth Grinder. You have the asteroids coming with them as missiles. You have the Black Knight's big giant winged horse on the top of the van. And you also have the poor navigator. He looks like he's getting ripped apart there on the hood strapped down. But they're just going. And you have Foggy just so happy with himself. And he just yells bombs away. And all of a sudden, all the asteroids just go flying and rip apart all of the the big giant you know fortress of Casicla, including where they're cooking Frank and the Black Knight. Casicla gets thrown off. Everybody gets exploded. And at this point, you have Foggy jump off to get Juggernaut out of the ice, and he can't like I can't do anything here. And he's like, grab the sword, grab the Black Knight sword. It's right here. Casicla conveniently left it there, and he's like, oh no, I'll get it. And and the they don't know right now, and they think, and Foggy even thinks he's too late. He thinks he's too late to have saved Frank and Black Knight. Though he picks up the sword, and really, if you end this with this issue and you read it all, obviously Punisher, his name is on the cover. Foggy's really the breakout star. He really is, especially as it progressed. These last two issues, to me, really had him really step up his game. And and why I I really have liked this series, actually, the side characters, except Black Knight. Black Knight's kind of just there, kind of being quiet most of the time. But Juggernaut is really pushing to be the star as well. And so you end up having Foggy and Juggernaut end up going to attack Cicla and see if they can save Frank and Black Knight because Foggy yelling, we will avenge them, ends up picking up the Black Sword, Black Knight's sword, and ends up smashing the ice around the Juggernaut. And then they just take off. And I'll give Foggy all the credit here because as they run, he's keeping up with Juggernaut, even a little ahead, actually, through the art. And I never thought of Foggy as anybody who was going to haul butt at any point in his life but if you have the black knight sword and you have a headband and you're dressed like han solo and you just showed up with asteroids on tooth grinder uh, pulling a cosmic van with the black knight's horse and a navigator then you're pretty high up on yourself so i think the adrenaline is flowing there with foggy you end up going and you're seeing the destruction that he does cause with the asteroids has pretty much where Casicla, Frank, and Black Knight were. Everything kind of got racked, destroyed, and they are all just kind of like waking up, rubbing their heads. I mean, it's like, you know, they're all have concussions. They should be in the tent right now, being concussion protocol. There is no tent here because they're not playing football. So they end up standing up like, all right, get on your feet. And you have Casicla there, and he picks up one of these asteroids, one of these boulders, and he's just like, you are not going anywhere. And he is hulking at this point, and he's just going to squish Frank and Black Knight. And as they're just standing there, and really they can't do anything. It's almost like they're just shocked. You know, just standing there and Juggernaut comes flying in and just is like out of the way. Castle ends up just destroying the stomach. He just hits the stomach of Casicla, knocks him down as Foggy throws Black Knight's sword. Where, But you end up, Frank catches the sword as he jumps up and you get the fastball special with Juggernaut. Frank throws him up. He ends up going and pretty much just slices Casicla in half. I mean, it le- legitimately, in an angular way, 
but he's sliced in half and it's it's crazy disgusting and you have juggernauts like oh man nice finish and you do have the classic like samurai finish with frank when he lands he lands with both arms out the bloody sword at one side the best though is casicla he's still talking trash he's actually clawing himself from the ground trying to get to frank as just this half thing and he's like cursed you skull man and and frank's just like you know what shut up and ends up decapitating him ends up chopping casicla's head just straight off and they're all just sitting there and i love the fact juggernaut looking at frank just like holy crap this guy means business Uh, foggy's just rubbing his his chin he's like uh can we go home now and frank's like yes but i i love juggernaut's look adam even with a a a frowl uh brow uh a furrowed brow actually of even through the mask, it looks pretty funny. And Black Knight's just stand there. He he really doesn't have much to say, old Black Knight. And really, if you want to wonder why Black Knight's in this whole deal, really, it was the sword. They, they needed Black Knight as only the, you know, gateway to get the sword. And so it was. But yeah, you end up going back to New York City while... You know, you know that that's where they're heading back. And this is just to have just nonsense. You have these two guys that are mugging a guy in shorts, a hoodie and a hat. Pretty much my wardrobe at all times. Uh, They're trying to take his phone. And he's like, no, no, no. I can't work without my phone. Again, kind of something I do. Uh, They end up punching this poor guy just as the van comes flying in and i'm telling you the van comes in from the sky these these muggers not so smart i don't know i I, i've not been to new york that many times uh i guess muggers in new york are not so smart because a flying van with a giant you know tooth gnasher on the front does not seem to be the cops They're like oh no it's the cops it ends up crashing uh you have the guy who was getting robbed he jumps out of the way these muggers both just get completely just murdered, one by the van, who then, because he has a knife in his hands, hits the navigator into the skull. He ends up dying. You end up where Toothnasher kind of comes unhooked, ends up hitting the other uh, mugger and just completely kills him. Foggy's just there and he's like, boy, you know, I think your superpower, Frank, is just killing everybody around you. And even Frank's like, oh, man, good to be home. There are bodies around, just blood. And he's like, you know, Foggy's like, I mean, you killed two muggers and the navigator. And the navigator, you promised to set him free. I mean, really? And Frank's like, I was never going to set him free. You you really think I was going to set him free? Look at him. He's a monstrosity. Uh, So, yeah, they're trying to figure out what's going on. They're going to say their goodbyes. And it's pretty fun just these goodbyes only because you you spent some time with these characters but none of these characters except maybe foggy are are ones to really talk a lot they're not going to be ones to hug each other goodbye they're not going to shed a tear because the gang is breaking up for now uh so you end up frank goes over to black knight shakes his hand black knight says farewell castle and then you have classic fist bump between uh, juggernaut and frank and yeah that's it they're all gonna go their separate ways and you end up where foggy even says and it's funny throughout all of this you kind of forget that foggy like he can't be around punisher i mean if he's seen with punisher that could affect his day job a bit so he's like hey uh 
you know, I'm not going to be allowed around you, Frank. I'm going to have to go. But Frank needs him to continue the deal. I mean, we're we're done the mission, but now you have to set up afterwards where, you know, the kids are now uh, avenged, but they don't have parents. They don't really have their regular families. So he is going to set up that trust fund of all the gems and things that they had found uh throughout this miniseries so he ends up saying nelson i want you to set up the trust for the kids meet meet me a week from the night we'll set that up and he's like i'm an officer of the court i can't do that i mean i can't be anywhere with you at least not on earth and he says and besides and i'm wondering if he's just gonna say besides you are awful and everybody dies around you Frank just stops him right there mid-sentence and says, there'll be pizza there. And he's like, all right, you're talking. We'll do this. And it's kind of a funny thing again. Foggy, now that he's run and, and done all this adventure, he's got to get back to just lounging around eating pizza and bad food. Uh, so you get the one week later where Foggy and the Punisher go and meet at the pizza place where they, they had even been you know, a place like this before at the beginning when they met the kids. And they're telling them, and I like the way that uh, Jerry Dugan plays this out, because as these little kids, they just want the money now. So it's like one of those right uh, halfway in the conversation where, why can't we have the money now? Oh, no, no, you have the money now, but it's in a trust. This is Foggy explaining it to him. But of course, kids don't care about that. I mean, I would have wanted the money now. I'd also like some of the pizza that they seem to not be eating. I'd be down with that. Uh, But yeah, like you, you have the money, it'll be split. We're going to sell all these other stones that we have. And you're going to have these, you know, a, a trust fund for your educations. And I'm just thinking half of these kids are like education, some education. Uh, but then I love Foggy, where Foggy pretty much is just an old out of touch guy, which which he would be. And he's like, you know, if you got the money now, you'd blow it on the Cabbage Patch doll and the Pogs. And they're like, what are those? And I just wish he would like. What? You mean Alf isn't coming back now in pog form? I mean, really? Uh, But yeah, all of this thing goes to uh, Frank. Now, luckily, the the whole thing was going where Frank was taking pictures of of a lot of a lot of these things that they were killing for these kids. And it doesn't seem like he's gone full out and shown the kid the pictures. Uh, I think Foggy convinced him against that because at one point Frank was taking the most hideous pictures and Foggy's like, you're not going to be able to show these kids these pictures. Why are you taking them? But you end up the one picture is where Punisher gives Frank Jones, who's there in his wheelchair, and he goes, hey, this is for you. I told you I'd get them. And you have like the craziest little photo of Kasikla's head with Juggernaut just standing on the side with his arm up there, you know, and then on top Foggy's up there giving like the yeah, he's there, Frank's in the middle with the Black Knight, Sword Black Knight's on the other side, so they're just sitting there with you know, the hero's pose, I don't know who is taking that picture, we can only guess, Uh, but you end up where this Frank Jones is like thank you, it means the world to me you know, I'll never be able to thank you enough I'll see you later, and leaves and now this is where the issue takes a little turn and takes a turn to the more realistic, takes a turn uh, to be a little more than just a goofy miniseries because as the kids say to Frank, hey, man, you're the best Punisher. I love you. And it's nice to see, you know, these kids there hugging Punisher and he's all happy. Foggy likes it too. Ends up giving out his cards to the kids. Hey, if you need attorneys, uh, just don't hesitate to call. I'll be there. These kids are like, really? You know that they're ripping these up and just going 
But yeah, he ends up where Frank says, you know, hey, you, you did really well. You acquitted yourself well, counselor. And you end up where Foggy's like, yeah, well, thank you for keeping me from being that giant supper. And then they're going to go. And he says, hey, you know what? You are really good. Foggy says, you're really good saving people. You're really good helping and defending the city and all that. Uh, maybe you should stop just being you. Maybe you should stop being Punisher. Maybe you should start, start, you know, doing stuff like this. And so that's a good segue into the last bit because Punisher goes and he realizes that this Frank Jones who just said, you know, thanks a lot. You did everything for me. This is awesome. He, he recognizes in Frank himself, Frank, and he goes, picks a lock to go in this guy's house. And he sees this guy's trying to kill himself. He actually put a bag over his head, a plastic bag, and he's trying to suffocate and kill himself. Frank realizes as he's going into the house, he ends up, you know, getting his knife out. And it's kind of a, a neat deal because when you go, not a neat deal, but it, it's kind of well played because you don't know exactly what's going on. He's going down. Everything gets dark. He's picking a lock. He's got a knife. But yeah, he recognizes and knows that this Frank Jones was not going to, you know, just be happy and do these things and realize he might try to kill himself because he's been there. And it plays off with that, where he ends up cutting the bag. This Frank Jones is like, oh, man, you know, why'd you do that? And and then almost says and even says, you know what? I was going to say, you don't know how I feel, but of course you do. You might be one of the only people I will ever meet that will know what is going on. And it, it's one of those where... It's the talk about, you know, is this going to get better? And it's after having a lot of fun and games throughout all of this, you do get some serious moments. And it's one of those that when the guy's like, are you going to lie and tell me it gets better? And Frank's like, no, I'm not, because it doesn't. It's not going to get better. Uh, This is why we fight. You know, we fight the fight so that other people don't feel like this. But every day is a fight. Every day is misery. Every day you will miss your loved one. That's why we fight. But fighting doesn't make it better for us. The only time our pain will end is when we eventually do die. But you have to fight. You can't just give up. That's not the way to go. And if you can end up doing something to help the people to not have our pain, that at least keeps them from suffering, though we'll suffer until we end. And it's one of those that goes with the idea of after all of this, you get a little bit of a deal with you know, why Punisher does this and why he will continue because there is no end to their fight. I mean, you have this with Batman as well. I mean, Punisher is way over the top. Kill, kill. Batman has a code, but they're very similar. I mean, Batman is out there. Every time he saves somebody, every time he puts a villain away, it's not bringing his parents back. This Every time Frank does this, it's not making them feel better for not having his family, but it may help the next person down the line not suffer like he did until the day he dies. And then, you know, that's it. But yeah, it, it's really good. And even as this, he goes in, opens up the, you know, cuts the bag open with a knife and then goes over and just calls 911 and says, hey, you know, I have a guy here. He's threatening to harm himself. He's stable. We'll be awaiting paramedics here. Uh, please come and get him so that he can get help. But in the end, though, he says what I think your fight can be and what I need you to help me with. Keep an eye on these kids, you know. Keep an eye on the kids so that they don't end up in bad shape. And please, that that could be your fight to go forward, and that'll give you something. But as we leave, again, Punisher leaves, 
and he's walking down. You have a really cool thing of art where you have a shadow that ends up being the Punisher skull in the, you know, the wintry streets. Um, but the thing is, is that you end up with at least some hope for things. And this guy, Frank Jones, he's going to get help. He's going to get some help to not harm himself and to try to at least work through some things. Like, like you said, he's not going to get over it. But you can end up fighting. And I like the way that ended. I like it. It is kind of like you can look at it as a downer, but it's a downer that makes complete sense and actually brings a lot of scope to a story that ends up cosmic craziness, giants heads being beheaded. But then it actually comes back and kind of grounds it, but also gives it more of a scope that we even had before. So I really, really enjoyed this. And I really, really enjoyed the series. Again, the art is spectacular uh there is a foggy nelson you know spread page here that is awesome one of the best things that i think juan has ever done and he's done a lot of great things including make eric shea look sexy in a couple issues but uh yeah i loved it Uh, so i'm gonna give this a 9.3 out of 10 and uh yeah i suggest that if you haven't read this and uh, you know go grab the trade when it comes out or and that's that's one of the things that I do like about the Marvel Unlimited app as opposed to the DC app. The DC they wait a year where Marvel waits six months. And I like that six months deal because it allows you know people to get these miniseries. And then I'm just saying in the miniseries in general here, where you get the mini, but if something slipped and you didn't get it, or something that, you know, you didn't really hear, it wasn't on your radar, but by issue four or five, you hear, oh man, that's pretty good. I'll check it out. But also the app, because this will be hitting the app in a month or so, you know, the start of it. And I love the idea that if you hear me talking about it and you don't trust me, you can at least check out the first issue, see how you like it and go from there. And I think this is something, if you have the Marvel Unlimited app, 100%, you have to check it out. If you don't, you know, buy issue one and and check it out if you haven't. But if you've been reading it, I'd love to hear what people thought of it, if they enjoyed it, uh, because I thought it was a lot of fun throughout just because of the cast. And sometimes you'll get these books with a wacky cast. And it never comes to play full out. Like the the whole idea is blown on the crazy cast and you don't get to have the the fun that it should have been from it. But I think this was well played out throughout. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I'd love if everybody went and checked that out. But that's it for the spotlight tonight. So I hope you didn't mind me going a little bit extended with this last issue of Punisher Kill Crew. Like I said, me and Brandon will be doing the full show tomorrow, which will be Monday night. I say tomorrow, but I, you know, you might be listening to this at different times and all over the place and things like that. And I just looked because I did send Brandon a message. I knew that he was getting tired and it was more my fault. I'm not going to play Brandon's drunk or anything like that. I ended up having to record a little later and I knew that was a recipe for disaster so i'm not gonna blame brandon we're gonna do that on monday night uh and in that episode at least we're going to talk about alpha 2099 and absolute carnage number five the end of that and probably a couple other books have mail stuff like that so please don't give brandon too much crap because like i said this was more uh my fault than his so i'm gonna leave you there And I will see you later.